Well, welcome to the Rugby Podcast, the Fox Rugby Podcast, brought to you by our new show sponsor, Asuzu. You can go your own way, and a big thank you to Asuzu for supporting the podcast and also the rugby. Now, we've got a very special Fox Rugby Podcast right at the moment. We've got Christy Dore and Sam Worthington and a very special guest from the Brumbies, Murray Douglas, joining us. Murray, welcome to the Fox Rugby Podcast. Uh, how are you going quarantining down there in the uh, nation's capital? Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 been a, it's been quite a strange week, as you can imagine. Um, we uh, were due to train on Monday and just got a message kind of late Sunday evening from Dan McKellar saying that there would be any training and could we come in for a meeting early Monday morning. So, um, yeah, got there and we're told we wouldn't be able to train for at least the next two weeks. Um, and then on the back of that, we were sort of put into put into small groups and uh, given a bit of gym equipment and, um, yeah, given sort of programmes and stuff like that to do. So we've been trying to work our way through that this week, um, which is which has been good just to sort of... Uh, keep on the training and stuff, but um, yeah, it's been quite a, quite a strange week for us. Murray, what was the uh, reaction from the playing group uh, at the meeting? I think, you know, I think the the situation, we knew that um, it probably wasn't going to continue as normal, but I think, I think as a team in general, we were, uh, you know, just quite frustrated. I think we're, um, you know, we're sort of hitting a good bit of form at the minute and um, I've been, been playing pretty well. So, we would have obviously been uh, been keen to um, you know play and play as much as possible and continue on with the season, but that's not been the case. And there's bigger things at play. So um, yeah, but I think I think just a feeling of frustration within the team. Uh, guys, um, we're doing a bit of a, an interesting podcast here. I thought I'd just let the the listeners know that we've got the the five way, including producer Phil, their um, messenger chat going. So a couple of Wallabies jerseys um, were those there as well with his headphones on. Looks like you've got an outdoor office there, were they? Oh, the Kiwi jumper as well there. Yeah, I've, I've moved outside into the uh, some balcony area here, and there's a few empty red wine bottles I've had to clear out this morning. <laughs> but um, no, quite. Quite enjoying the fresh air, actually. But yeah, very strange times. I live on the same street as you, Swaney, so you've been um, you've been keeping us sane with a few coffees. But just just bizarre. But yeah, like Murray, how, how are you sort of staying connected to you? We're only just getting started, aren't we? But um, how are you sort of staying connected to all your teammates and stuff at the moment? Yeah, so like I say, there's um, they've they've split us up into small groups depending on where we live in Canberra, and we've um, been given training programs. So most of the guys are. You know, be able to get together in the morning at least and do a bit of training. And um, we're just trying to keep you know spirits high. There's plenty of chat on the uh, group WhatsApp um, group and stuff like that. So um, you know, as you say, like we don't know how long this could this could drag on for. So um, I think everyone's just trying to sort of keep everyone's spirits up and continue to connect and and have a bit of, have a bit of crack, you know. Murray, I saw on the uh, Brumbies socials uh, earlier in the week the guys had to basically back up their cars and just fill it with gym gear. What's your mate? What's your gym gear of choice? What, what did you What did you light up with? Uh, well, I'm actually in quite a unique situation at the minute because my my partner um, is a doctor, so she's she's working um, at the emergency department. So. Because the medical team have deemed that, um, because of that, I'm a sort of higher risk of, of possibly getting ill or getting any symptoms, I've been told to train on my own for at least the first two weeks. 
Oh wow! So, um, so I was I was given a heap of um, a heap of gym equipment. So the car was like fully loaded, really testing out the suspension. To be honest, getting it back to the house. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm actually fully kitted out. I've got like you know all the uh, I've got an Olympic bar, a couple of benches, a load of dumbbells and stuff. So um, yeah, just hoping that I can um, get around the lads pretty soon. Murray, speaking of the gym, uh, who's someone that might surprise us? We, we know that the, the big boppers at the front probably lift a little bit and squat a, a bit, but who, who might surprise you if you walk into a gym with their strength gains? Um, I'd say Big uh, Big Nev can, can shift a bit of tin, actually. Um, Kieran Neville, he's um, quite quite an unassuming fella, but when he uh, when he's in the gym, the bar's always, always stacked up pretty big, so... Uh, yeah, he's a guy that can certainly squat a lot, and he's, and he's you know can clean and clean and uh, snatch quite a bit as well. So you probably wouldn't expect it from Big Nev, but um, yeah, he can he can certainly lift. Yeah, just on that, uh, Murray, uh, the two of you have formed a really good pairing this year, haven't you? Um, obviously, a lot of talk about Rory Arnold, Sam Carter moving on, and and who was going to fill that void. But yeah, what, what's it been like uh, forging a, a partnership? Probably a few similarities there that you guys have been been around the block had had an interesting rugby journey but um seem to really be finding your home there at the Brumbies this year. Yeah, yeah, it's been um you know it's been good. I think when I when I signed for um two thousand and nineteen and twenty season I was kind of I was told, you know, hadn't had an honest chat with Dan McKellar and he said, you know, the opportunities to start might be limited in two thousand and nineteen but uh you know twenty twenty is gonna be wide open for every luck we have so it's just about trying to grab the opportunity and um so yeah, it's been great, mate. You know, having uh, getting to getting to play quite a bit more minutes this season has been really good. And um, you know, whether it's been Nev or or, or big Dar- big uh, Darcy Swain as well, you know, we've uh, I think we've all collectively kind of stood up. And Mick Frost has done a good job as well when he's been called on. So um, you know, we're just trying to make sure that every opportunity we get out there on the field that uh, you know we can do our best for the team, really. Um, we're, we're all in the, the midst of a quarantine sort of situation. You just described that before, which sounds very unique indeed. But um, who out of the team would you most want to isolate with? Isolate with? Yeah. Who would you want to be in quarantine <laughs> with the most? Who's the, who's the cleanest? Uh, <laughs> well, who's the, who, who would you like to quarantine with more, more or less? I think he's quite a good crack. Uh, Jim, big, big Slips has always got quite a few stories. So um, he could keep us entertained, I reckon, with James Slipper. Um, so worried about running out of food with him, though? Oh, potentially, potentially. But um, I reckon he probably st- still eats less than like Big Al or, or Scotty Seal. So, um, yeah, Slips would probably be a, probably a good choice. What, what about, um, I was, was going to say, who, who'd be best prepped? Who's the best doomsday prepper out of everyone, do you reckon? Um... What like who's who's worrying about the situation most? Yeah, and and is best prepared. You know, we're not talking panic buying, but might oh, have prepared for it earlier. I reckon. I think. I think. Um, Iri Simone was quite concerned a week ago that we had a training uh, a training session in the afternoon, and he was wanting to go to Coles and stock up for <laughs> for a couple of weeks. So um, he was. Yeah, I think. I think he's uh, he's probably one that's uh, a bit of a warrior um, out of us out of us all. In all seriousness, no, obviously you're pretty connected um, to it with, with the doctor as your fiancé, was it? Um, yeah. Like, I, I guess you've got a, a closer connection to it than, than um, anyone else, but like, what sort of feedback are you getting from 
from her, I guess, about how, how serious this is and, and, and do you have any advice maybe for even listeners about what to do during this crazy, crazy time? Well, you know, Megan's, Megan's on the front line of it um, most days at the minute. She's working in the emergency department, so she's, uh, you know, dealing with people that come in with symptoms on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I think, I think you know, she's she's quite under the pump and been asked to work a few more shifts and stuff. So I think, um, you know, there's quite a big strain on the, on the health service and credit to the health workers. I think just generally, you know, we're the quickest way to get through this is probably listen to the government advice um, and follow that. And whether that means staying at home, um, then then so be it. But I think I think as soon as everyone acts on the advice, hopefully and hopefully we'll be out of this pretty soon. Swanee, I'm pretty sure that was your kids in the background there causing a bit of raucous. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Apologies to the listeners. That was my young fella going nuts, sorry. <laughs> uh, Murray, one of the big talking points in, in the other codes, and I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but the AFL, the, the NRL pay cuts being spoken about. From a mm-hmm. player's perspective, um, has that been something that's been spoken about within the club and, and who's leading those conversations and, and what, are the, or what, are, what are those conversations like? Uh, to be honest, we've not we've not really heard too much at this point. Um, I mean, you can see in you know in other other uh, rugby uh, unions across the world, players are having to to take cuts. Um, as I say, the, we've not had any information yet. Um, Scotty Seal is a Ripper rep, and I'm sure Ripper will be. Um, you know, they'll sort of receive that that information first and pass it on to the boys. So. Um, yeah, guys like guys like Scotty um, will be able to update us as and when. Um, we're really lucky as well. Like Phil Thompson, the CEO, we've got a, the players have a good, really good relationship with him, and he's really good at uh, you know keeping us up to date on what's going on. So, um, as I say, we haven't haven't heard much yet, but um, as in as in when and if it happens, um, I'm sure we'll be I'm sure we'll know pretty soon. Is it something that the players are concerned about? Though, like, is there a bit of anxiety about what lays ahead, given that the rugby Australia, the, the financial position, the struggles that have uh, are pretty wide and well known? I think I think everyone's probably a bit concerned. Um, you know, some guys are putting a brave face on it and aren't aren't saying too much. There's a few guys in the group that are, you know, really quite concerned about about what could happen. Um, you know, as are millions of Australians um, at the minute who are having yep. to, to take pay cuts and stuff so um, I think it's a hard time for everyone but um, you know these are as everyone says unprecedented times and we might have to make um, make concessions to, to keep the game going And Murray uh, clearly your, your accent um, will give away a bit of your, your uh, history mate but just for people that don't know about your story how did you end up in this part of the world playing rugby mate? Yeah, bit of a bit of a weird story actually. I um, obviously born and raised in Scotland, and um, really just uh, couldn't couldn't get a professional contract over there. Um, so when I when I finished my um, legal qualifications in 2014, my partner and I decided to do a bit of travel around Australia, and um, we ended up settling in Melbourne, and uh, just joined Melbourne Harlequins for um, just to play a bit of club rugby and meet a few mates, and then on the back of that. Got selected for the Melbourne Rising team in the NRC, I think that was 2015. And then about a season later, the Rebels asked me in for a bit of pre-season uh, when, they, when a few boys were injured. And I ended up um, getting, getting a contact with the 2017 season. And uh, 
yeah, just from there, mate, it's been it's been pretty crazy. I was um, you know played a couple of seasons of minor ten cup in New Zealand, Northland, and did a season with the Hurricanes, and then came up with the Brumbies last year. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit different. You know, I, I thought I was coming out for a bit of a, a bit of an OE for six months a year, and six years down the line, I'm playing playing footy with with the Brumbies. So uh, a bit different, but I've I've loved every minute. Mate, we uh, we got a tip in, into your story from a, a, a listener, a loyal listener, Charlie Thompson. So, shout out to you, Charlie, for uh, for sending us through. I don't know yeah. if it's a family member or something like that, but ha- happened to know a lot about uh, your story and sent yeah. it through. So it's a it's a great it's a great yarn as well. First yeah. ever Scottish born player to um, play for a Super Rugby franchise in New Zealand. What about what did you learn playing in New Zealand? Oh, I learned I learned heaps, and I think I think going into an environment like the Hurricanes, where um, you know the the uh, like everyone in that squad um, had the expectation that we'd that we'd win Super Rugby that year, and I think when you have those expectations, the the minimum standards at, at training are are really quite high, and um, you know rugby's just um, it's everywhere over there, and the quality of the guys you were playing and, and training training with and against. It's great, and and all you know, a really bunch of blokes. So um, yeah, learn learn a lot over there, and, and I think it's served me pretty well. Um, whilst I've come over here, and uh, yeah, great experience. Uh, yeah, and what about uh, the the Brumbies as well? Um, another class organisation that uh, yeah, they seem to just be more tight knit than a lot of teams, and, and do that uh, team culture stuff really well. So what, what's really I guess leapt out about about that environment, mate? Yeah, it's been great here in Canberra. I think I think what's um, you know a lot of guys say that that is the sort of point of difference um, is that the Brumbies have, have such a good culture. Um, I think I think the way the Canberra set up as well it makes it it makes it a lot easier for all the guys to get together frequently and create pretty tight bonds. Um, so you know whether that's sort of like a like a barbecues or boys being out for coffees or dinner and stuff like that. Um, it's it's it, everyone kind of gets around each other pretty well, um, and the coaches as well. You know. Dan, Laurie and Huey, um, you know, fantastic coaches and I've learned a lot from them and, um, you know, the, the environment, I think just all in all stories is, is really conducive to sort of bringing out the best in players and I think you can see from where we've been the last couple of seasons that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly leading to success in the pitch. Murray, what, what did it take you, I know that Probably travelling was was in part the reason why you, why you left Scotland. But why do you think you couldn't get a contract there? And is it in part because your 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 body is getting bigger, or you're growing into your body, or the, the coaching? What is it? Why do, why do you think you didn't get a contract there? I think well, I'm not I'm not entirely sure to be honest. I mean, um, the thing uh, you know in in Scotland you've only got two professional teams and. If you miss out in the Scotland under twenties, um, it is really quite difficult to sort of pick up a contract. So, I never played twenties, never did the World Championship, and um, you know when you're not in the system, it can then be quite easy to be forgotten about. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but it was quite refreshing just, just coming over here, blank canvas. No one sort of knew who I was or my, my ability or my history, and I could just go out there and play and. Um, you know, I've been really lucky, and it's taken me, you know, to this position so far, which is which has been great. So you said you went down to Harlequins and, and played down in Melbourne. How did you how did you end up getting connected to the Rebels? Was it just through playing, or did you know someone? And like, I mean, that's a remarkable story. That if if it did end up, you know, you just just through performances and stuff, getting picked up from club rugby in Melbourne. Yeah, 
Mm, yeah. Well, we um, when I was uh, playing down there, we had a coach um, called Craig McGrath, who had just finished up. Uh, yeah. Playing with Melbourne Harlequins, and he had um, sorry, just finished up coaching at Melbourne Harlequins, and then started coaching with uh, the Melbourne Rising and the Melbourne Rebels. So, um, you know, I kind of knew knew Craig McGrath from from the Harlequin setup, and then from the Melbourne Rising, New Zealand Hilton as well. He was the, the forwards coach of the Rebels. So, uh, yeah, you know, as I say, like, I was quite lucky. Like those guys, those guys backed me to do a job at the Super Rugby level, and. Um, when I went in, did the pre-season. Uh, Tony McGann offered me a contract after a couple of months. So, um, yeah, as I say, lucky and, and, and just grateful those guys backed me. Have you had any contacts with the Scotland Rugby Union about uh, potentially being in the mix there or, or even like, would you, you know, put your hand up to be eligible for Australia if that, that opportunity ever came? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't much contact um, back home. After after Super Rugby finished, I actually went back and uh, played with Edinburgh for about five months. Um, essentially, as a sort of World Cup cover player, um, they had a couple of locks that were over in Japan, played for Scotland. So um, went back there, and I was kind of hoping, um, you know, that if I'm if I'm back playing in, in Scotland and playing well, then it might lead to some sort of national call up or national involvement. But um, you know, unfortunately, that's not happened, and. Uh, and you know, to be honest, it's not something I'm getting caught up on. It's um, just I've just been focusing on the here and now, to be honest. And uh, the goal for the season was to always start games for the Brumbies, and so far that's been happening. So I'm just going to continue to train hard, um, you know, learn as much as I can. And if the season does resume, then hopefully I can just pick up from where we left off. And how yeah, he's you hoping. How, how would you yeah. feel about? Um, I mean, clearly if. if it is possible to play rugby again in, in 2020. It's more and more likely that it'll only be a domestic uh, competition, a truncated competition. Uh, I imagine you guys would just be happy to rip in the, no matter the shape of, of what the format was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, end of the day, we're professional rugby players and we, um, you know, we train pretty hard and the reward is getting to run out um, at the end of a week on a Saturday and, and play a full game. Um, so, you know, we... Uh, we are keen to get out there, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's out with our control and when the situation's safe to get out there, um, I'm sure we will. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that sooner rather than later. Yeah, he's hoping. Um, now, guys, you included here, Murray, um, am I the only bloke in Australia in rugby or in, involved in rugby circles at the moment who hasn't started, or even the world at the moment, who hasn't started a TikTok account? Have either any of you guys got one of those, or is it, Wayne, what's going on there? A, you've got a bit of an amateur TikTok account going, mate. We can maybe release some footage on it later. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. Well, the, the TikTok accounts that are coming out of Canberra seem to be fairly um, entertaining, there, Murray. Yeah, there's there's a few lad. I think uh, I think Rajan uh, Pasitoa, the the young fly half we've got. I think he's pretty big on it. Um, and same with uh, Pete Samu, Scotty Seal, but you know, to be honest, lads, it's not really. Uh, I've not, I haven't got a TikTok account, and it's, I mean, it's probably going to sign up anytime soon, mate. So uh, I'm not really talking about that. <laughs> how, about, how about on the dance floor, mate? Just in general, you go all right, or no? Uh, I'm not going to have cartilage in my knees left to uh, give give up the dance floor, mate. So uh, no, I'm not not big on that either. 
What are you going to miss um, most about uh, being able to do in Canberra? It gets a bit of a hard time in Canberra, but I went to university there and had a, had a good time, as did the great Phil Pryor. There's plenty to do, isn't there? What, what are you missing most about, about being out and about in the community? Yeah, yeah, Canberra's a great place. Um, uh, I think I think getting down to the lake uh, for a swim um, after sessions and stuff is was something that I do quite often. So um, I guess just meeting up with the boys for like coffees and and uh, a bit of food and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we're not we're not able to meet, like, meet in big groups at the minute. So um, yeah, uh, so there's a few things. Um, but the weather's still pretty good at the minute, so um, at least we can still kind of get out and about. Um, but you know what it's like, Canberra can get pretty cold in the winter, so um, if we're still housebound in a few months' time, it might get a bit, uh, might get a bit rough. Well, um, Murray, thanks so much for, for joining us, mate. It's been really great having you on, and um, yeah, sorry about the Wallabies jerseys on here. And, and look, stay safe, mate, because it yeah. sounds like you are in the... Um, in the front the line, really, yeah. yeah, the firing line. So, uh, and we wish you, you and your partner, all the absolute best in this in this pretty tough time, mate. And uh, hopefully, we can get you on again soon and and have another chat. Yeah, great stuff, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, Murray Douglas, there. It's been great to chat to him, Sam, and Christy. Uh, what a journeyman and what a what a gentleman for for joining us. And you know, he's in some pretty uh, sounds like in the firing line at the moment. Yeah, between a, uh, a doctor and a lawyer, they should be um, able to keep themselves pretty uh, pretty safe during this crazy time, hopefully. But, yeah, he, he's uh, just an unsung hero of, of uh, the Brumbies. We've been mentioning him from time to time during the season. But, yeah, clearly a, a very, very solid uh, character and, 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 yeah, just just really fit into that Brumbies team culture so well. Yeah, now, gents, um, look, there is no rugby on at the moment. Uh, everything's been suspended indefinitely. Um, rugby Australia last week came out and said they'd like to get a, a competition up and running by April, and now that's been put off to May. Uh, what would you guys like to, to see happen, um, you know, from, from a, a leadership point of view and then from just a purely a game point of view going forward? Yeah, well, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? It was last, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday, when um, when Rayland Castle came out and, and we were out in front of Dalton House there at Piermont and, uh, and was rather optimistic about hoping to get something up because she, she painted a, a pretty grim picture, really, and it was an honest conversation where she said that Rugby Australia is struggling financially and it's going to uh, uh, look at exploring options and avenues to get some revenue from World Rugby and, and, and from the government, whether or not there's been any action or, or that will come about, we don't know yet. But in terms of getting a domestic competition up, the Western Force had been sounded out about whether or not they'd be interested and, and, and they were, uh, given that the Global Rapid Rugby com- uh, competition had also been suspended. So to, to have uh, the, the government and, and the border start to close immediately put a halt to that. And so that we've got to assume for as long as those border restrictions are in, are in there's not going to be really any rugby. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny looking at the NRL competitions and you see oh, you know, eight or nine teams or however many teams there are in Sydney based in the NRL. And, and they're, they're thinking about how they can start up a, a separate com- a competition or, or manage to, to play games. The reality is with rugby... As we all know, state franchises basically. So you're really at the hands of the gods here at the moment. Yeah, obviously, I think we are probably going to start running out of time to get a meaningful 
Super Rugby competition going, and because international rugby is, of course, the cash cow, really, to the unions around the world, so that's going to be the priority, um, you know, if, if and when we get up and running in, in 2020. But one idea I would love to see, um, if, if we can get back on the park, is uh, state of origin format and, and rugby uh, that Jim Tucker floated recently and named his teams, and I think that would really capture the imagination. Is if that was say the first game back that you gave players, um, you know, a couple of weeks to to train together, and uh, yeah, some some of the names you can come up with guys you don't realise uh, were actually grew up on on either side of the the border. I think that would be something that captures the the. Uh, imagination of the fans and broadcasters and I think the players would be really excited about it as well. You could sell it as a bit of a Wallabies trial of course as well going into the test program. Yeah, absolutely and that, that had been floated previously uh, speaking to Dan Herbert throughout the week and he's soon to be an RA director he was someone that was advocating for that so... Um, That's not viable mate because Queensland would be unbeatable. It's a good idea. It's a, it's a great yeah. idea, but it's one of the things in more recent years when, when you've got more and more players coming from, from interstate, well, you've got Rob Simmons that have come down and he's now captaining the Waratahs. That just wouldn't, wouldn't occur. And, and in the past, you've rolled your eyes thinking, how the heck has this happened that a, a bloke who's played 100 Super Rugby games ends up playing for the Tars and captaining them. So um, it, would be a, it would be a great idea to capture the imagination and, and, and hopefully get some eyeballs on, on the TV because that's ultimately what they need. I was just looking back at some old vision, actually. I've been, that's basically what's keeping me busy over the last few um, days while we've been working from home. And, um, you know, there was, I actually found some vision from 1999 inside rugby. Um, Greg Clark um, used to host that show, and, and he was talking about wrapping up uh, the Rico Cup back in the day, which was ACT, Queensland and New South Wales. Um, you know, that's essentially what was going to be brought back, really, the old Rico Cup. Yeah, it's outstanding. I've just brought up um, Jim Tucker's potential teams here going through them. And, yeah, look, uh, the Queensland team, I'll, I'll just run through it quickly, shall we? We can, we can quickly yeah. uh, talk about it. So Queensland, Tom Banks, Campbell Magnay, Tavita Kurandrani, Matt Tamua, Jock Campbell, James O'Connor, Tate McDermott, Harry Wilson, Issy Nicerani, Liam Wright, Rob Simmons, Harry Hawkins, James Slipper, Alex Murphy, Taniela Tupo. Not bad. New, New South Wales, Kirtley Bill, Deep Breath Swaney. We could even have State of Origin commentary. Couldn't you, you could do the Queensland side, Clarky and New South Wales. We've got New South Wales, Kirtley Bill, Tom Wright, Rhys Hodge, Billy Meeks, Andrew Calloway, Will Harrison, Jake Gordon, Jack Dempsey, Michael Hooper, Luke Hans, Selakai Loto, Angus Blythe, Isaac Rodder, Scott Seo, Flail Fainger, and Alan Ella Alatoa. So, a couple of South spicy South- teams there. I like the New South Wales front row, but I think you might be right. There's a, a lot of class in that uh, Queensland back line in, in particular. In all seriousness, uh, given we are facing incredibly tough times financially, um, you know, and, and trying to hold on to four franchises in Australia, uh, that's going to be pretty tough going forward given, um, you know, they're negotiating a broadcast deal. There's, um, you know, I'm sure that Rupert are fighting for their players as well and fighting to save the game at the moment. Um, you know, sustainability in this current climate is a real concern. Yeah, and I think rugby will clearly be in the same boat as those other sports of, of having to take pay cuts. We haven't uh, heard exactly what Rupert are going to be 
looking for or, or willing to do. But, but clearly, um, even though they are professional rugby players, as Murray said, first and foremost, a lot of these guys would play the game for free anyway, wouldn't they? So I'm sure mm. they'd be willing to take more reasonable uh, pay packets to, to continue it when, when the game does start up. And I think it, it is an opportunity as well to... Um, not only look at the, f- the future shape of Super Rugby going forward, but maybe try and um, th- this might be something that allows the, the club game to become more closely associated with um, w- with the professional. Um, if, we- if we can, um, you know, just just start saying, okay, the, the most important thing is the game itself, rather than these big pay packets and, and um, having to have massive stadiums and stuff like it'd be it'd be good if this domestic competition does ever get up and running to take it to, to community grounds and, and yeah, just, just kind of bring back, I guess, that, that grassroots element to it all. Yeah, you touched upon it earlier, Sam, and the, the test matches are the big one. So whilst we might lose a fair chunk and perhaps the rest of the Super Rugby competition, that's, that's what Rugby Australia is just praying for, that uh, the test matches against Ireland, which look unlikely to go ahead, but if, if they don't, um, then... Rugby, uh, the rugby championship is imperative. Otherwise, you, you really could see a, a scenario where Rugby Australia goes under, um, particularly if World Rugby aren't able to help them because this will be affecting nations all over the world, not just Australia. Um, so it, it, it's got huge ramifications and, and you could end up seeing the competition completely blown up, uh, as, as you say, and, and, and things like Trans-Tasman's, the future of SANS, uh, all those sorts of things will, will have to be looked at. Um, by the end, and, we, and we really won't know until the end of the year. Yeah, I think World Rugby clearly will have a big part to play here. Um, it's, it's unions around the world, I think. Uh, probably England's uh, the strongest financial position of any country, but... Uh, a lot of other, you know, nations, even New Zealand, um, already you know, bracing for r- really tough times. So, yeah, Phil Kearns, uh in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, um, yeah, basically said, look, Australia needs to swallow its pride and go cap in hands um, to World Rugby here. And, um, you know, he raised the point of just how much money is World Rugby sort of sitting on. Like, they, they don't uh, have, a, I guess, a huge amount of um, accountability. So... Yeah, hopefully the, the the rugby world does uh, rally round. And, and um, I mean, it's funny to think of Australia as a, a sort of poor nation when it comes to rugby, but but uh, clearly it, it has fallen on some reasonably hard times uh, in recent times. Yeah, absolutely. Three hundred and seventy-two million dollars profit from last year's uh, from the twenty fifteen World Cup. Um, earnings expected to exceed seven hundred million dollars from last year's. Uh, World Cup, so that that could be very beneficial to a lot of unions out there who'll be struggling. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to think of um, concepts that would actually raise money. I think you know people you know, when we do get back on our feet, um, I'm sure people would be willing to pay big big money to have say uh, you could have games like England versus the rest of the world at Twickenham and and, and pack it out as sort of a you know charity game to raise money. Um, for, for countries doing it, doing it tough, uh, the All Blacks versus the rest of the world, whatever it oh, may be, North North great North ideas. South, North East South uh, games um, that that maybe uh, benefactors and, and sponsors could could get behind. So yeah, we're we're a long way off that point, aren't we? We're sort of hunkering down for some some tough times now, and um, I, I need to find a copy of Journal on Rugby basically to keep me occupied at the moment. <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm crying out for. Have you got one up the road for me, Swaney? 
Uh, look, I can get my hands on one pretty easily. What I was going to say is at the moment on Fox Sports, you can sit and watch Channel 507 and some of the greatest games that have ever been played, particularly Wallabies-based, but um, some of the greatest games are being replayed. Um, what, what has caught your eye? Which one have you, have you watched, Christy Doran, so far? Well, I've got to admit to a deep, dark confession, and it's been rather depressing over the last couple of days having to report on, on Rugby League. Uh, this is this is this is what it's come to. Um, uh, but but it, it, I loved I loved seeing some of the footage just the other night where um, where Morgan Terranui's son I think might have even been watching that that, that brilliant game back in what two thousand one with Todd Ikefu sneaking over yeah. there at the end and um, who who will forget that what a what a what a marvelous moment that was. But but even. From a Super Rugby perspective, uh, uh, Will Genia running across halfway and, and keeps going, keeps going for the Reds uh, in 2011. Um, those sorts of moments. The, the game between the Brumbies and the Crusaders in the final, unbelievable too. So there, there's the great thing about KO at the moment is you can watch a lot of rugby and, and, uh, and the nostalgic years are a lot of fun to look back on. Yeah, I agree. Those um, two years, I think 2000 and 2001, just absolutely epic. Obviously, the John Eels kick and then that uh, that world record crowd in, in Sydney, um, the big the big comeback, and, and Jonah going over at the death there like that's um, it, it doesn't get better than that outside of a World Cup. So, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, urge everyone uh, isolating to, to to get around that. And I think Swainy, you're going through the archives at the moment as well, and uh, maybe in, in the weeks to come, you might get a few uh, a few bit of hidden gold um, from from the archives that we'll be able to share across our, our social platforms as well. There's so much out there, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I've got some absolute 90s gold of Greg Clark and Greg Martin and those guys, <laughs> Kayford. But also, we've got some really good games. We've got um, uh, themes that we're going to come up with as well for that channel around Super Rugby, four try heroes. So there's like 20-odd games where guys have scored four tries. Some of the biggest um, scores, most total points ever, uh, big comebacks, the Aussie finals, playmakers, so your Barretts, Coopers, Spencers, sort of themes. So there's, there's still lots of great stuff coming up, and it's stuff you wouldn't have seen before, a lot of the our younger viewers, but also um, stuff that uh, it will bring definitely um, a bit of nostalgia back to our viewers at home, you know, who are my age and, and whatever. So, yeah, it's there's going to be some great stuff coming, as well as Foxtel's uh, offer to... Um, open up the entertainment package as well for free um, in the next few weeks as well. So there's still plenty to watch. Uh, Christy, yeah, if, if any um, if any listeners do have uh, any requests to, to maybe get you trawling through the archives and any gold that they'd like to see um, being dug up, please hit us up on, on Twitter. Perhaps uh, Zeta Smith, one of our regular listeners um, here in here in Sydney, um, looking for some South African rugby uh, gold, so we, we can we can find some of that. I'm sure to Zeta. Yeah, should be a shout out to Zeta. Big shout out to Zeta for uh, listening. Very um, loyal fan of the Fox Rugby podcast, brought to you by Suzu. Sorry, Christy, I cut you off there. Oh, you know, not at all. Zeta's getting quite a rough, whoever she is. Um, uh, <laughs> but boys, we, we we heard Murray Douglas beforehand say that if he was isolating, it, it'd be James Slipper. Um, you lads, uh, who, who would you want to maybe isolate down with, or who, who wouldn't you want to? Ooh, you've put us on the spot there. Um, I mean, my all-time rugby hero is Christian Cullen. I, I get very excited whenever the highlights 
um, go on there. So yeah, I'd be happy to. He used to come to the the bar that I uh, worked at um, as well, and I got a little bit starstruck. So maybe I could um, yeah spend some time with Christian. Uh, I was thinking. Um I'm going to get Tim Horan in as my apocalypse partner because he owns a brewery, uh, part owns Brick Lane Brewery, so uh, that could be very beneficial in the uh, unlikely event that the zombie apocalypse comes along. <laughs> well, mate, you actually live uh, we were at uh, your backyard earlier today. You're actually um, sort of connected to a, a bottle shop, aren't you? So you're in, you're, in, you're in a great position when the apocalypse hits. I, I do. They've got a very handy cellar, which I share a wall with. I was actually thinking of doing the old Shawshank Redemption, just chipping away <laughs> at it over the next few weeks and just creating a little um, escape hole in there and maybe covering it up with a, a poster of Tim Horn. Maybe, uh, Timmy, if you're listening, make sure you... Make sure you send us one. Uh, I'm sure you've got plenty in the uh, in the coffers. You can sign it for me too. Um, but yeah, it's it is it's a pretty good survival situation on Spofford Street where we are, Sam. Um, we've got the um, bottle shop just there. We've got the coffee shops galore, um, which you can only stand out the front of for a very short amount of time. Uh, we've got a pharmacy there. We've got a petrol station. Um, doesn't sound like Christy that you, you might have some nice uh, views around, but it doesn't sound very practical up where you are. Completely secluded up here uh, on the on the northern beaches, must admit. Um, yes, yeah, it, it's 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 a long way from the bureau that was set up at Spofford at, at Sam's place just last week, and and what glory days they were. Yeah, amen to that, Christy. Now, um, guys, uh, we've got to give a big shout out to Charlie Thompson who um, sent us in a, a tweet. Um, a, he DM'd us, in fact, with the information about Murray Douglas. Uh, who else do you guys want to hear from? And should we put the call out to to the listeners? It's a very good idea, I think. Even um, yeah, just just topics or, or yeah, any special requests that you'd uh, like to come up with. It's going to get a bit uh, weird and wonderful here in the Fox Rugby Podcast in, in the next uh, wee while. But there's no no shortage of of topics to delve into. So maybe even even our commentators and. Uh, our talents at Fox Sports, if you'd like to know anything more about uh, their other passions and, and life. Tim Horan's uh, one of the great uh, horse horse breeders or trainers at the moment. Think about that we can uh, delve into. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. All right. Well, you can certainly um, tweet us. I'm at Swaney7 on Twitter. Guys, what are your Twitter handles? I've gone with at Sam Worthington. Um, there's a whole, a whole town of Sam Worthington out there on Twitter. We'd love to know a little bit more about that. But, yeah, Christy P. Doran, please get in touch. Rate us on, uh, what is it, iTunes these days, Wooshka. Wooshka. And uh, let us know your your thoughts, your feelings, what you want to know. What is it these days, the iTunes, the kids with their iTunes? (laughs) All right, fellas, that'll about do us. Big thank you also to Asusu. You can go your own way uh, for jumping on board and... Um, supporting us during these tough times. And thank you, Sam Worthington. Thank you, Christy Doran. Thanks, Phil, the producer. And thanks to big Murray Douglas as well for joining us yep. a little bit earlier. And, uh, and to you at home, make sure you stay safe and keep those hands nice and washed. 